Hey, what's up? It's Zach Neal. You are listening to Daily Gold, where I share motivation and inspiration for personal and professional growth. Also, be sure to check out my guest format podcast, Recomposer, with yours truly, where I host entrepreneurs, artists, and winners from all walks of life who share their success stories and advice with you. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Zach Neal. I hope you guys are safe and healthy getting through this time, wearing your mask, washing your hands, social distancing, doing what we all need to do to get through this uh, fucking plague sooner than later. It's good news on the horizon. It seems like things are starting to take a turn for the better. It's August 20th, 2020, the year that kept on giving. Anyway, I hope it's not too loud with background noise. I am uh, currently driving into New York City to work on some of my real estate projects and some of my things, and I wanted to catch up with you guys on the way in. So apologies for any background highway noise. I am uh, hands-free just cruising down the highway here. Welcome to another episode of Daily Gold, um, my oldest and coolest podcast. There's some others that I'm involved with now. There's a handful of other podcasts that I'm doing, hosting, and a couple that I am guesting on. But this is always going to be my main squeeze. What I want to talk about today and and quickly is I want to talk about diversity in business and how diversity in business is actually going to be a big part of creating um, creating the harmony that we're looking with racial... Uh, sexual and ethnic, uh, you know, orientations. Did I say that right? <laughs> I'm not sure if I worded that right. Let me go back and word that differently. I think that the practices that we're putting in in our businesses and our companies are going to play a huge role in healing the racial divide in this country, first by force and then by just the fact that it's going to be a big part of that healing process. And let me tell you why. I was talking to my publicist the other day and I was explaining to her about the diversity in my companies. And I don't mean just the diversity in what I do. Part of that was it, is that I'm all over the place. I'm invested in so many different things. I'm in clubs and bars and restaurants and food and nightlife. But then the other side, I'm in beauty brands and salon and the service industry and PR and marketing and a law firm, uh, you know, and on and on and on and on and on. I'm just diversified all over the place. And, you know, I'm about to buy a chocolate company. We'll talk about that in the next episode. But I'm diversified in my partners. And so she took a look at my companies and I told her my companies are 80% female operated and most of my business partners are women. And I think she was really pleasantly surprised to hear that. But I explained to her that it was by design that I found on early in my career, I found that women outperform men. And while other guys might be objectifying or sexualizing or not seeing the value I just always saw the value and I put a woman in a management position in my company and my company would perform better. And it's just how I feel about things. And it's my own personal feeling, but I'm right about it. And I feel 100% confident that women are just smarter than men. Women are smarter than I am. So as a good business person, why wouldn't I want to put the smartest, most qualified people in the leadership roles in my company? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not shitting on my own kind. I'm not saying that men can't be smart and articulate and wonderful. And I have lots of men that work for me and work with me and partner with me also. But it's just, in my opinion, you know, nine times out of 10, I just believe that women outperform men. I think that women are smarter. I think that they're more articulate. I think that they're more inclined to be able to multitask and take on, you know, more projects at a time than than men do. 
I think that they are usually pay more attention to detail. They are way less problematic, way less issues with uh, HR, sexual harassment, those kind of things. You're just going to get with women, you get a more, in my opinion, and in my experience, you just get a more serious approach. You get people who want to show up to work to work and do their job and leave the bullshit at home. They're not there to try to fucking date or hook up. And again, I'm painting with a broad brush. This is not, this doesn't mean that this is for everyone or every case is, is this way. What I'm saying is in my experience, for me, what I've personally dealt with in my life and in my experience is women have been less problematic, smarter, more articulate, sharper, more punctual, on time, well-spoken, detail-oriented, on top of their shit, well put together, ready, serious, have come to win, have come to play, did not come to fuck around. That's what I've experienced with women, and that's why I've enjoyed hiring them and partnering with them and doing business with them. It's been a pleasure for me. Probably the greatest pleasure of my business life has been working with great women. Don't get me wrong. Some of my best friends are business partners with me. Some of my ride or dies are business partners with me. And, you know, they're my boys and I love them to death, but they're girl counterparts. They're just smarter than we are. And so that was one thing that was by design in my company. But I also work with and partner with a lot of people of color. And this goes back a long time. This goes back to me being a hip hop promoter in New York City. We're going to go back, you know, eight years, um, a decade, even longer. And this goes back to all the way to that time. And again, this is before the Black Lives Matter movement. This is before, you know, white people being racially sensitive became trendy. This is, and and believe me, that's be trendy. That's a good trend to be on. You want to be a part of that. Um, What I'm talking about is this is just something that's been a part of my process is partnering with people of color. And the reason why, again, was by design. It wasn't because I wanted to earn brownie points with with black people, and it wasn't because I wanted to uh, you know use affirmative action or be or be you know hip with the new trend. For me, it was I find in my personal experiences that people of color are more like me. I find that people of color are hungrier, that they want it more than white people do. I'm just putting it out there, and I think it has to do with the struggle in a lot of cases. Not that every person of color has struggled, certainly not. You know, the running joke with one of my main business partners, Walter Mosley, is that, you know, he's a black Harvard attorney, very successful in his entire life. He came from like a very predominant family. His father was a lawyer and Walter came from a good family, went to the best schools and had the best of everything. And I was like a poor kid that fucking had nothing and struggled and has have an eighth grade education and dropped out of school. And so, you know, if you go by stereotypes you would think that he would have been the one that would have had my background and I would have had his background, but not so because, you know, stereotypes aren't real. So the long and the short is that I I think that I identify more with that because I, I see myself in them. People who have had, and what I mean by that is people who have had less opportunity are hungrier and they want shit more than people who have been showered with opportunity. And generally speaking, you know, in this country, there's a lot of privilege for people who are white men, you're already a man and now you're a white man. That's like being born king in America. So you're going to have a lot more opportunity. Whereas people of color, less opportunity in a lot of cases. And so I just found them to be hungrier. They're, they're, they're more serious. They want shit. They want to fucking show up and they're on fire. I work with dudes who like come from trust funds, you know, like one of my first business partners, like a trust fund kid, you know, he's fucking, he's, he was rich, you know, from the time he was a little kid, because he knew we always had that money coming, and then like he fucking inherited his dad's money, and was like rich as fuck. 
and uh, didn't want to do anything. He had no fucking passion or salt. I also used to work with other people who came from rich parents, rich parents, and they're just not, they don't have any salt. They don't want to fucking do anything, you know, because they're, um, uh, they're just fucking not, they're not salty, you know? They don't have that, that fucking drive. They don't have that zeal for life. They're not like all over shit. And, um, people of color just wanted it more, man. You know, I work with black people, work with Hispanic people, work with Asian people. And they're just, they fucking, they want shit more. Not always. Again, you can't paint with a broad brush. And so, you know, I'm not sitting here saying that that's a broad statement. There's fucking lazy and entitled people in every race and ethnicity. But for me, you know, the diversity in my company was by design. It was like trial and error. You know, I'd hire somebody and then like they'd suck and then I'd hire somebody else and like they'd be better. And then I would just keep finding that like more often than not, when I would hire women, they'd be better, you know? And, um, when I would hire people of color, they would be better. And the more that I kind of like went down that path and the, the more like I would discover that I would just like, I was happier. My businesses were doing better and functioning better with more of that diversified approach. And so that's what it was for me. It was really, really simple. It was like, I didn't have to, you know, I didn't have to really overthink it. For me, it was like really, really simple. It was like, look, I'm having a better run with women than I have with men. And I'm having a lot of success partnering with people of color. I'm going to keep doing that. And so without any other underlying thing other than business, the universal language is business. We all speak money, right? We all speak money. And because I was a kid that didn't have much opportunity and I grew up shitty and, you know, I had a really rough childhood and then I have no education. I've had to try harder and work harder to get everything that I've had. I've had to work twice as hard to overcome kind of like where I came from and what, you know, the things that I had to overcome to get here. I think that women identify with me and I think that I identify with women from their struggle and I think people of color identify with me and I identify more with people of color. And so my businesses have just been really diverse because of that. But that diversity is now, we're going to fast forward to now, it's become a trend, right? And it's a good trend. Don't get me wrong. It's not like back when you were a kid and someone would be like, you're trendy and that was like a bad thing. It's like now this is the best fucking trend you could have because society is changing and it's forcing out racism and it's forcing out sexism and it's forcing out discrimination so that people have to level the playing field, which is what we need. But it's not just about leveling the playing field. So what I'm talking about is what happens in your business is what's going to make a difference in the real world and how you choose, whether you're just a single entrepreneur doing like your own thing or whether or not you're the CEO of a major corporation, the decisions you make and who you promote and how you promote and how you fill up your own organization is going to force change in the real world. And that's where I think as business owners and business operators, we have the opportunity to really change the spectrum and how you do that it's always put the best person for the job in that role and I don't care if they're black white gay straight male female does not matter you put the best person for the job into the role always you should never ever pick out who's going to get the job based on you know their skin color that's that is not what I'm vying for here what I'm saying is give women and give people of color and give women of color more opportunity than you're going to give to your majority people, to your white men, if that makes, you know, if that makes sense to you. Give more opportunity 
to those folks. And the reason why I say that is because you're going to find the biggest pool of talent there. I promise you that if you start taking a harder look as, as, as a woman too, because I know a lot of women hire men. And I'm not saying don't hire men. This is not like, you know, an opportunity to like put men out of business. I am a man and believe me, I, don't, I would never do that. What I'm saying is if you're going to interview 100 people for a position, maybe consider interviewing 80 women and people of color and 20 white guys. See what I'm saying? Put a little more opportunity up on the forefront for those other people. And again, the reason why I say that is because um, they need more opportunity. That's how you're going to change the dynamic of what's going on in the real world. As more women are promoted into higher roles in companies and organizations, as more women become CEOs and partners in upper management, the thing like the wage gap and the discrimination between the sexes starts to go away. It all happens with entrepreneurship, guys. It all happens with business. People on the street are going to be people on the street. I mean, you can't stop a racist from being a racist. You can you can try to lead by example, but you you do it where the money is. You ever see that you heard the expression put your money where your mouth is? That's what I'm talking about. You do it in your business, you do it in your organization. You put your money where your mouth is. You make it a real thing, right? You make it so that like it's above reproach. If it happens in the in the context of of the workplace, you can't fuck with that. You know what happens? <laughs> you know what happens when a racist white man has to work for a black woman as his boss? You think it's going to make him not a racist? No, of course not. If you're fucking racist, you're probably going to be racist your whole life. I mean, people can change, but it's going to change the dynamic of the world, though. Because this guy can think whatever he wants when he's at home, and he can, I'm better than you. You know, you can do that shit at home, but at the workplace, he's got to take his fucking running orders from a black woman. It changes the dynamic. So if you want to effectuate change, you want to be a part of the, the, the process of changing the world for the better, all I'm asking is that you give, well, I'm telling you that this is what you should do because this is, I'm telling, I'm sharing with you that this is part of why I'm very successful of the things that I do is because I'm so diverse in who I hire, who I partner with, 80% of my company is female. All my businesses, 80% of my staff of a couple hundred people across the country are women. And 90% of my business partners, the people that I share ownership with, are women. Think about that. And I would say probably 50% of my partners are people of color in some range or another, Hispanic or black or Jewish or Asian, you know, I guess Jewish people aren't really people of color, but just put, you know, minority groups. So I'm telling you that how this effectuates change in your own community. I'm telling you that I do it and I'm telling you should do it too because you want to be successful, but this is how the world is going to change. Now that this has become a thing where people are being more cognizant of it, I don't, no one should ever look at a lot of people had a problem with affirmative action. If you know too much about affirmative action, it was like, you know, basically got to hire people of color, blah, 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 blah. A lot of people had a problem with that because it's like, oh, a lot of times you're filling a position with someone who is a person of color just because they're a person of color, not because they're the best person for the job. What I'm telling you is you're going to find the best person for the job in this pool of women and people of color and especially, you know, women of color. You're going to find the best people in that pool. I'm 100% confident in that because I'm shopping in that pool and I'm hiring from that pool for years. 
And that's why I have the best people. That's why I have the best people, you know, um, on my team and I'm winning in that level. So I wanted to share that with you guys today. I wanted to share that, you know, that kind of like blurb with you guys today about that situation and why I feel the way that I feel uh, about it and how I hire and my hiring process and my partnership process and all that kind of stuff. And just kind of put it out there that if you're thinking about this, this is going to create real change in the real world. And just use that analogy that I gave about, you know, a white racist dude works at a company and he has to work for a black woman. That might also change perspective. It's also a hearts and minds change. It's like when you, you know, sometimes you have to be in a position in order to see things as clearly as you should. That's it for today. That's my little blurb. My encouragement for you guys is look harder at your pool of women, women of color, people of color all around. I'm not saying ever to just hire someone because of their skin color or their gender or whatever, but I'm saying look harder in that pool. Give more opportunities out. It's our job. As men, we have been a part of the problem for a very long time. We've been a part of the problem holding women back for a very long time. And so now it's time for us to be a part of the solution and building women up. And as white people in this country, our ancestors, not us necessarily, but our ancestors and people before us were a big part of the problem in holding people of color back and not giving them a fair chance. And so now it's up to us to give people of color a better opportunity and a fair chance. I'm not, I would never ask for someone to get something just because their skin color. I stand against that. I'm saying pick the best person for the job, but I think you'll find like I found that women and people of color will oftentimes be the best person for the job. That's it for today. Follow me on social media at The Real Zach Neal. See ya.